Hi friends, and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. I am your host, Amanda Gazzola, former busy bee chasing her dreams to an energizing self-love advocate. I want the kind of life that has fun, ease, joy, and flow, which is why each week I will bring you an episode that will help you move forward to building the life that you want so that you can elevate and soar. So get ready with me and join me as we take one step forward in that direction today. All right, guys, can you believe that we are already like in February? Holy shit. This is crazy. Where is time going? So I wanted to talk to you about, oh, this one's such a good one. So if you heard my podcast back last year, you would have heard that my book that I wrote, I got canceled because I used the word diet. And I want to rephrase this again, saying that diet doesn't necessarily mean that you're on a diet. There is many ways of calling your diet, your lifestyle, you know, that this works for me. It's basically the energy you're putting into your body and that, which is what we need. We need to put fuel on our body. So a diet consists of the food that we are eating, not necessarily calorie restriction. So let's just put this one behind us and we can start this conversation right now. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about stop dieting meaning these fad diets that, you know, we tend to do at the beginning of the year. And probably right now we're falling off the beaten path a little bit or feeling resistance and second guessing ourselves and all this stuff that goes along with it. So if you've been following along with the past episodes that I have been creating, which thank you so much, I've been hearing so much great feedback. I am so glad because that's what I want for you in the end. I want this to resonate with you. Basically, this is the meat and potatoes that I want you to listen to. So we've had to do our audit on ourselves, right? Before, first and foremost, before we ever start, before I ever work with a client, I have to audit them because they probably haven't audited themselves. I need to know where they're at so I can meet them where they are at. I can't just go and change someone's plan then and there because then again, it won't work for them. So do your audit. Check in with yourself. Are you interested or committed? You know, the power of one, now that we've been working on that and you're working at it because that power of one works into what we're doing right now. So know that all this meshing and transforming and all this stuff, like this is a part of the process. One of the biggest things that I had no idea that I was going through. And so when I'm talking about this today, I want you to take a step back and not basically look for a plan. You know, the plan is to start figuring out what is working for your body and what is not. And the only way that you can do that is to slow down. And so that's been a big part of my whole journey is to slow down because I'm one person. If you give me something, I just want to take it and run with it until I can no longer run with it anymore. There's no such thing. I, I was never consistent. I wanted to jump from thing to thing. And that gets you honestly nowhere because the the, and my last coach that I worked with, Scott McClelland, is the one that shaped me into a person where I can be confident with my food choices because I was always looking for shortcuts. And in the end, the only shortcut that I was doing was creating for myself because I was not confident in what I was doing. So 
I don't know if that made sense, but I hope that made sense because basically I did a full circle back and it basically is doing these things that I'm going to be talking to you about today. So the first rule of thumb when you are starting and to connect with your body, because if you're not connected and you don't know what you're eating and you're just eating mindlessly, that's already a problem. So one, stop that. Two, don't do it in front of a TV. Three, connect with yourself at a table with your with your spouse, whoever is around you. Like that's your connection time. So start doing that because that one will get you to slow down. Because when we're eating in front of a TV or you're snacking in front of a TV, you're eating mindlessly, which the first thing I want to tell you is that you should be eating slower and paying attention to the cues of when you're overly full or you're too satisfied or you're just like literally you basically have gotten to the point where you just want to like take off your pants and put your pajama pants on because it's so much comfier. So that already is a big cue that most of us tend to do because our one, when we're at a restaurant, we get served enormous amounts of food. Like the, the foods are not to our, where we're at, you know, to our body of like what our calories should be, what our portion sizes should be. They're not. But at the same time, like that's where we got to just take these little bits of step back and know exactly what your full cues are. And some of you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. So the first one I want to talk to you about is when you're eating, you know, and you're like, oh, this is so good. Yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy. And then about halfway through dinner, you take like, a breath. That's already a sign where you are getting full. And that can also happen when you're eating too fast and you're basically like eating, eating. That's my version of eating. And, um, you take a deep breath. You're not digest. You're not allowing your body to digest and see where you're at. So eating slowly is a huge one. So really going through the chews, allowing yourself to have like this 20 to 25 bite chews, which most of us tend not to do. That one is still a work in progress for me. So when I say this to you, I'm not perfect, but I am super aware. I have to continuously, 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 if I didn't mention continuously check on myself every single time I eat because I naturally am a fast eater. And I have worked through this for so long. And it's something that like, I'm very aware of. And the thing is you want to enjoy your foods. Like you want to enjoy what you're eating because like that is something that is so social. It's a sacred time to spend time with your like friends, your family, the people that you love around you. So enjoy it. Don't rush through it. So that's a big one. (sighs) This one, like also when you're like, knowing the attention cues, that's like about, you know, about when you're figuring out, like you had your first breath and like whatnot, or a deep breath, or you're on your second breath, that's about 80% full. And that's something that you always want to strive for, for when you're eating is to that point. You don't want to oversatisfy yourself. You don't want to overstuff yourself because then you feel gut rut. Then you feel bloated. Then you want to change your pants. Then you're starting to feel tired. And then like literally you're uncomfortable and it starts getting your mind in not a good place because then you start saying like, again, we're trying to check in. Like this is all about self-awareness, right? So it gets you want to keep in a positive mind frame when you're doing all that. You don't want to go over that place because that feeling makes you not feel very good when you're full. I mean, there's some happy fulls that tend to happen here and there, but I'm going to say about seven to eight out of 10 times, they're not happy fulls. If anything, you're like more grumpy about it because again, it just, 
takes you away from that feeling that you're looking for when you've had a satisfying day. You don't want to go to bed feeling like, oh, I'm so full from dinner. And then you're going to bed on that stomach. And then again, you're not allowing your body to digest. So that is a huge awareness that I want you to start thinking about when you're auditing yourself and checking in. And again, this is all about the gold stars that I'm talking to you about today. I, I these weeks that I guess that I'm talking to you about is because literally you're being your own advocate. Again, it's nice to work with someone through all this. I'm not going to lie. Like I've had the privilege of working with some great coaches through this. So talking about it helps you. It really, really does feeling like this alone hinders you. So if you need to talk about it, have someone that's supportive on the journey that's with you that can help you through it because it is important to, you know, talk about it spreads more awareness. It builds in the affirmity of what is happening with your body and how you're feeling mentally, physically. And again, this will help you through a time if like they're catching you like, oh, you're eating so fast, like slow down a little bit. Oh man, I didn't even know half the time. Literally, you don't even know. So Again, this is a cycle that continues that you is always a process. So don't let this like feel like I'm stressing and pressuring you by any stretch. This is literally me talking to you about, you know, stuff that I've been through felt and I'm just giving you all these indications that like, this is what I've had to like understand my body. So that is that one right there. This is also about understanding how your metabolism works. And most of us have no clue. If anything, I've always thought that I've had the slowest metabolism since I was probably like, so I understand body, like probably around 12 years old. You know, when you're going already started through that puberty stage, like I hit puberty when I was like, I think in grade four, grade five, I think. So like 10, 11 years old. And it's an awkward time. So I would, I went from being, you know, a more of a lean machine when I was like younger. And then when I hit that age, I just like literally started developing a lot wider than skinnier and it just hindered myself. So I just always thought I've had a slow metabolism that lasted to me for me until like, I think 26, 27 years old until I started like thinking that, you know, maybe it's a good, if I get a personal trainer so I can start having a better relationship with my body. Cause literally I freaking hate it. That's how I felt. So I don't want you to feel this way. So that's why I'm talking to you about like, you know, this is your way of starting to understand your metabolism, what works for you, what doesn't, because when you can slow down your eating, eat till 80% full, understanding exactly what should be on a plate and your portion sizes, then you can start seeing if you have, and this is where I didn't know I had a lot of intolerances to food. Now I understand the bloatingness that I always felt. And I didn't know that, like, I just thought that this was a normal way to feel. I had no idea. I was very clueless because no one talks about these things. They are more talked about now than ever. So there's a bit of a grace period for you. I think that like, there's more awareness spread around these issues than I think more than ever, like having a dairy intolerance. That was just peaking at that age. Like when I started figuring out that I was allergic to dairy, like I literally can't do dairy at all. And then having a sensitivity to gluten. And that's one thing I had to remove uh, for the past, especially the past couple of years, like where I have been, you know, I'll have treats here and there, but they're very sparse and few in between because I inflames my tummy, which I was for infertility reasons. I had to go gluten-free. So I had a nice environment for my tummy. So this again, the are things that you don't know. And only reason why I knew about my dairy is because when I would prepare for competitions, 
the only thing that didn't get leaned on my body was my tummy. I had literally like, it was always inflamed. It looked like it was always poking out. And as no matter how much I was working with my coaches and them trying to diminish that down, it still was aggravated. So that's when I decided to work with a naturopath and start seeing and took a food allergy test. And all my stuff was off the charts because the stuff that I was having during that time was whey protein because having your shakes in the morning, um, cottage cheese, uh, you know, like all these little things like hindered again, but you don't know what you don't know until you start taking the time and researching it and going into it and being, having an open mind and again, accepting exactly what's going on. So that is a little bit that I wanted to talk to you about because these things that I'm talking to you about, we're trying to figure out ways that, you know, build sustainability for long-term for your body. I'm not just about, you know, going from jumping from diet to diet. I do believe that sometimes you should have a, a meal to follow, like having an idea and then experimenting within that. So I think having a foundation is super important. So eating about three to five true meals a day, breaking it down to 40% protein, 40% carbs, 20% healthy fats. And again, don't be married to these numbers, but it's a guide for you. And then a big one, because everyone thinks carbs are evil. They're not. It's just a little, literally learning how to work with carbs that work for you and not eating carbs that, you know, are all white and bleached and full of sugars. It's literally eating some complex carbs, like vegetables are carbs. So literally knowing the difference between a good carb and a bad carb is fine. I think will help you. And then, you know, from that, you'll be able to work with your body where you can eat like, you know, really have some good meals, like about five to six, you know, good days of the week and then enjoy and have treats on the weekend, like find that balance within you. And then protein preferences are lean, healthy animal proteins, like for at least three meals. If you are not an animal person and you're eating and you're more of the vegetarian, then that's again, it's about doing your work and figuring out what works best for you. So beans and legumes, like those are really good for you. But I also learned that, you know, having it out of a can takes away that amino, the the amino acids that really help with the body leanness. And, um, they like, you should have them more sprouted because the the other way, like around, if they're from a can, you are eating majorly out of the cans that can do a little bit more hindrance in the body. Again, this is, I'm just sharing with you some factual information that I've learned because I am working with, uh, I'm working with a transformation program that helps to understand uh, metabolism, gut health and digestion now. And again, I'm still learning. I've been in this for so long, but I want to get even more better and much more experienced with um, the metabolism, because I do believe that when we start understanding it, it can help you understand your body and how to work with it. And then you can like roll with it instead of just second guessing yourself. You know what I mean? So again, animal like proteins for like at least three of the meals while you could utilize the, in some of the meals, some nuts, seeds, legumes for alternative proteins uh, sources. Again, legumes have some carbs in it. So know when you're having like say chickpeas, they do have carbs and they do have protein. So have that as a part of both when you're looking at the 40% as opposed, excuse me, as opposed to just one or the other, because again, this is about understanding and taking time to understand the journey because 
you don't just, you know, grab a map and saying, I'm going to this destination today. Like you have to plan your route. You have to plan what you're going to wear. You have to plan what you're going to do. So you have to treat your journey just the same way. And this is all the stuff that comes out of the journey so that you can stick with it and maintain. Right. And if you need to find a diet, like this is like why I'm talking to you about it, because the only diet that works is the one that you can stick to. And so I don't think that there's any right or wrong way, as long as you're happy and you can stick to it. So if you are one that needs a plan, then you got to find something that works best for you. I finally figured it out. And again, it's taken me such a long period of time, but now I know how to work with my body. I don't weigh myself like hardly ever. If anything, I'd rather not weigh myself. I'll take measurements here and there. I'll look at pictures here and there. And again, I go off with how I'm feeling because now it's become more intuitive, but the only way for it to become intuitive is for you to literally listen to your body. So everything I've been talking to you about when it's come from, you know, the first thing of this, this series of the podcast to where we are now, this is actually the work. It's not just like, you know, someone giving you a plan saying, Hey, there you go. This is what you need to do. It's literally the work that no one ever sees. All they see is like, you know, four weeks when you're into your lifestyle. Oh, wow. You look really great. And then like, or actually it's you that sees it first and then someone else will see it. And then everyone will start asking you. So this is the part, like you're going through the awkward wobbly stage where no one sees the amount of work that you're putting in. And that's the part that's the hardest, because if you can get through that part, then when you start, people start commenting and asking me what you're up to and asking you to share some information and then asking you like, Oh, do you want to do this together? Because you're inspiring them. Then it becomes a lot more easier. It really does. But this, this part that takes the, the bit of uh, blood, sweat and tears. And again, talking to someone about it. So that's a little bit about that. I hope that this is helping you. I hope that this is giving you some um, indication of what you need to do to get started. If you are wanting to look for something, my book does um, the finally a diet that works for me. It does have a, a sample of what a day looks like, especially in the appendix area. So if you don't have that, you can definitely get it. Um, it is on my website, www.reloveandrise.com. You will see it in there as well as um, I'm working like a, with a publishing company that uh, prints my books. So you can also get it on volumes. This will all be in the appendix um, when you like are looking at the podcast. So know that you have some resources like there, if you're looking to get started on your journey and then, you know, you're figuring out like, well, Amanda, like, what do I do when it comes to restaurants? <clears throat> my favorite part is to talk to you about restaurants. Is that like, restaurants will work with you. They will. You just, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And you tend to feel bad because they're serving you this amazing meal and you should be so grateful. But at the same time, they ain't you. They don't know your body. They don't know your struggles. They don't know your journey. So you kind of have to meet them halfway because the last thing they want to do is to, you want them, you want to keep showing up like to, if you want to keep going back, but you also want to like, you know, say, thank you so much for working with me because that gives them always a great recommendation because not everyone can eat the same thing. So <clears throat> I say when you are looking for wins at a restaurant to keep it small portion sizes, like I talked to you about at restaurants, like they're big. So always get a doggy bag to go like leftovers are the best things to have the next day. I'm all for leftovers. And 
if you're wanting some dessert, then share with it with your hubby or share with your like girlfriend or like, share with your family. Like I'd say have the dessert, but like, you know, you don't have to have all of it. Like no one says that when something is given to you that you have to have all of it. I would say also avoid fried foods and added cheeses. So for instance, like, you know, if you're looking for a, a treat meal, then that's one thing. If you're looking if you're have a social that you're supposed to go to during the week, like you're networking and then you know, you're going out for dinner on the weekend, I would say pick and choose your battles. No one's saying that you have to order this fried food and extra cheeses, like at both meals, save it for the one that you want to go through. So this is where you have to do your pre-planning pre -planning and see what you're going to do. If that's the case, like where you don't want to eat as much, then have a protein shake, have some nibblies in your car of like your own food, and then order something light and small, like a salad with like, you know, some proteins on the side. You know, this is where you have to get like kind of experimental, but like feel good about your decision. Like there's nothing good, more better than feeling and honoring your own decisions because it's you that's making them. It's a powerful feeling. If you're subduing yourself and feeling bad, then that's an energy that's going to hinder your progress because you're adding more stress because you feel bad. I mean, one hand washes another when it comes to this. So again, like I would say if you're going for a treat, that's one thing. If you're going and you're, this is something that's an ongoing thing, maybe look at your budget and see if this is like even allotted for yourself. That's a whole different subject, but I'd say avoid fried foods and added cheeses. Um, ask for more vegetables. If you're, again, there's nothing more better than loading up on vegetables. If you're looking for ways to feel full, last thing you want to do is go to a restaurant and feel like you're still hungry when you leave. Believe me, I totally get it. So doubling up on steamed vegetables is amazing. And I, again, you're helping yourself out by having more greens for the body. So um, avoid the extra bread, um, get the sauce on the side. I, that's a huge one because you don't know how much sauce they put in their meals. Like, again, you can always add, add, ask for extra, like if that's not enough, but the last thing you want to do is be giving something that's drowned in it. Because again, some sauces have sugars in it and you don't know what is the first ingredient when it comes to that. So if you're trying to enjoy the best of both worlds where you want to have some sauce always on the side, then you can moderate of how much you want to put on your meal. Um, skip the pop and sweet beverages, sparkling water, water with some lemon, um, even some herbal teas, something, or even sometimes if you're just looking for comfort in a cup of coffee. Um, but yeah, like you're, if you're wanting to stick and maintain again, a low, having much more lower sugar in your diet, and that's something then I would say avoid that. Yes, you can get the diet stuff, but again, it's how often are you having that? Cause the last thing you want is more aspartame in your body, because again, that doesn't help and serve it by any stretch. There's a lot more chemicals in that. And again, if it's a treat, then that's another thing. So, um, eat the low calorie and protein. Okay. And this is something that I continuously do. I will always eat the, like, cause sometimes when the meal comes, you're like, Oh, I just want to eat it. Cause part of you might be hangry a little bit, which tends to happen for myself, but I always eat the greens and the protein first, because again, you want to fill up on that stuff. That's the stuff that serves the body. And then you will go on to the others, because if you're wanting to do something for transformation and body change, start there again, if you're going for a treat and you're enjoying, then do you, you do you boo, um, make substitutions for your meal if needed. So 
that is something that I constantly do because again, some stuff doesn't work for me in my digestive system. Like I, I know it too much now that like, there's no way I cannot ask for a substitute and I will totally do that. I don't feel guilty by any stretch. If I'm wanting a treat, then that's one thing. But if I'm wanting to feel good and eat something that I will ask for it. I will ask for stuff steamed. I will ask for no butter. I will ask for, um, like for instance, when you go for breakfast and they do your toast, like I'll ask for a dry toast. Um, what else do I do? Sauce on the side always like, or if like I, I have something comes with fries and I rather like a basmati rice because basmati is better for a carb for myself as opposed to the fried foods, then I will do that. But again, it's playing around seeing what works. And this is an ongoing thing. Like, this is not like you have to do all of the stuff I'm talking to you for the rest of your life. This is literally figuring out your body, what works for you, what doesn't, and how to get the restaurant to work with you. And knowing that these options are available is a huge thing. Like, if I wouldn't know all this, if I didn't go through the journey that I've been through. And again, it's more empowering for you to make the decision at the end of the day for yourself, because you have to be an advocate, advocate for your own body. So <clears throat> these are just my little tidbits. I hope that this has helped you today. I hope that this episode was, you know, everything that you wanted, because I've been on the other side of this and, you know, where I've been on a diet for 22 weeks for a competition and, again, worst time in my life. Like that was probably one of my most lowest moments because that's how sad I was. Right. I trusted someone for my well-being for 22 weeks. When you think of that, you're like, wow, that's a long time. That's about almost four and a half months. I trusted someone for my well-being because I didn't trust my own intuition. And Again, best learning lesson I could have had. So I look at that and that's why I, I do these podcasts. I talk to you because I, again, I'm wanting you to be an advocate for your body. And the only way to do all this is to give yourself time, space and being okay that this is the slower journey. This is not a quick fix because why do we have to be quick fixes? Why do us women have to be quick fix? Because the only one that we're telling that to is ourselves. We don't want to be a quick fix. We want to be a person that we fight for continuously. We want to be a person that we love. We want to respect ourselves. And the only way to do that is to put ourselves first. And the only way that we can do that is to say yes to us. Yes to our journey. Yes to the process. And again, if you have to fight me that like, you know, family, your kids come first. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel that different in May, but right now I know what that was like, where I'm like, I don't want my kid to see me at my worst. I want my kid to see me at my best. And so if I have to do things to put myself in a better position, I'm going to do that because it only benefits the baby. So I'd love to hear a conversation on that, but regardless, I'm wishing you guys an awesome day. Let me know if you like this episode, please like share. I love to hear from you. We'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Relove and Rise. All right, guys, I am sending you guys so much love till next time. And as always, the only way to get this podcast out is you. I thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart because it would not be where it is without you guys. If you got any value out of this podcast, please like, share, and rate and subscribe. It honestly would mean the world to me. And that is how you can give some love to this podcast back. All right. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, keep being amazing and keep being you.